Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi. You know that movie you always wanted to see, but you didn't for whatever reason? Well, I call those black hole films. Everyone has them, and this podcast aims to do something about that. I'm Jeremy Lalonde, and every episode I'll be joined by one or more guests to watch a film that at least someone in that group hasn't seen. We'll talk about our expectations of it before it, and then our thoughts after it. This is episode 58, and I'm joined by Richard Broder, who has an indie film called Sideboob coming out, as well as David Germain, whose name I probably just mispronounced, uh, who has a short film called Be My Guest that came out a couple years ago. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. All right, so we're sitting down to watch Footloose. I'm Jeremy. I'm almost entirely certain I haven't seen this movie. Right. I have not seen this. Hi, I'm Richard. I have definitely not seen this movie. Or I have not seen the remake. Uh, I'm David. I have 100% definitely not seen this movie either. I actually almost accidentally rented the remake when I I did my iTunes uh, rental for it. And the thing that struck me, and I don't know why this is... But under the genres, it listed the remake as a comedy and the original as a drama. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if it's that like the second the remake is really tongue in cheek and it kind of pokes fun at the eighties or anything not, like that. It tries not to take itself too seriously. That's yeah. about a town that outlaws dancing. That's all I know. That's all I know too. Is it's Kevin Bacon, and I think and I accidentally I wish I hadn't have seen. But I won't I won't say because I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Yeah. But when I was download getting the rental ready. Uh, I kind of accidentally saw some other cast in it, and I was like, it got me excited. I was like, oh, I love these actors. Oh. But then it also made me go, oh, I wish I hadn't known that until I saw it. Mm. I only know that Kevin Bacon is in this movie. Yeah, and that's about a town that outlawed dancing for reasons I don't know. Yeah. I know the theme song. Yeah. Kenny so, so you're the one that picked this movie. I did. Why? Well, when you asked me to think about a movie that I hadn't watched... What were our choices? You gave me Footloose and... Uh, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Dirty Dancing. I don't know, I guess... No, which, you didn't. Which I also haven't ever fully seen. Yeah, I've never seen and Dirty kind Dancing. Of in a, I, I associate them as being similar. Similar, yeah. I mean, it could be a nice double bill. And I not feel like Dirty Dancing is probably grounded in reality a bit more. Is it? Well, it's not based in a town that can't dance. I guess. Take place at a, at a yes. summer resort. So yes. just based on that. Yes. I think it's a little more grounded in rap. But I thought there was another one, too. I can't remember what the other one was. I could look it up. There was but. a third one, yeah, I feel like. But it was not dancing. Run- oh, Weekend at Bernie's. No, no. What, oh, fuck. No, no. There was another dance one. It was um, Flashdance. Oh, Flashdance. Oh, yeah. I mean... Oh. <laughs> It sounds like there's a trilogy. I also have, <laughs> have seen you, Flash Have Dance you seen Flashdance? No. I've, yeah, I've never seen it. No. But also, I was so excited. Someone, after you mentioned that, someone brought up Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's ended up on some weird best comedies of all time list that I read since then. And it made me, and it made me go, oh, do I underappreciate that movie? Because I think when I think about that movie now, I think I'm going to watch that movie and cringe through half of it. Oh. Uh, but apparently, they're like, it, if you look at it as a really dark comedy, it stands up really well. That's all I've ever heard about it, so I feel like I really need to give it a chance. And that, that's why I threw it on the list. So. I will absolutely 100% watch that at some point with you, because I, I would love an excuse to rewatch Weekend at Bernie's. Because when I was a kid, that was one of my favorite movies. On its surface, it's, I've never seen it. it sounds, <laughs> Do you know what it's about, right? Do you watch what movies? It's about. Uh, but I apparently <laughs> only watch the movies that you also watch. Yeah, and don't watch the movies that you watch. Because on its surface, it sounds like a very thin 
premise to sustain an entire feature film, let alone a sequel. Oh, the, the sequel is a different story. We don't, we don't <laughs> even a sequel to we, we There really is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Wow. Uh, there is a sequel to Weekend of Birdies. Uh, but anyway, but back to Footloose. <laughs> yes. Back to Footloose. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you, so what made you, what made, what made you think of Footloose, though? Is it that you have seen so many movies that this is one of the only few you haven't seen? Well, I was thinking about, like, what are, like, the seminal, like, 80s movies that yeah. I haven't seen, and Footloose was just one that came to mind. I was like, yeah, like, everyone's talked about Footloose. That song by Kenny Loggins yeah. is super popular, and, I mean, to this point, like, beaten to death. Uh, and I just... Realize that that might be a really good one to talk to. Also, I just like I've just shot a dancing movie. Oh, great! Um, so felt like there was kind of like something it might be nice to go back to a period in the eighties when I definitely did not want to dance, hated <laughs> dancing, could never think of being on a dance floor comfortably. Was the Kenny and Loggins song written for the movie, or did they write it after the the is the title based on the name of the song? Oh man, that's a good question. We can look that up after. Yeah, we, we, can, we can go to the internet. No, I we can Google that. Yeah. Yeah, um, but that's that. But that's ultimately why I thought you know of all of. I mean, there's so many other movies. We just mentioned three others that I haven't seen. But that one in particular was like, yeah, you know, I feel like that one's up there in terms of like maybe not the level of Breakfast Club, but still in terms of those teen movies. Uh, I just rewatched that the other night. I just saw you post about it's that. So yeah. good, still. I know. I saw people posting about how they just couldn't get it. I was like, it's yeah. It's, if you can't get it, I can't explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but that, but ultimately, it was, I just felt like, you know, that is one that I feel like I've just, for some reason, avoided or never thought of sitting down to watch, and when I heard about what your podcast was about, that sounds like a great excuse to watch nice. that film. I don't know why Footloose was not on my radar of one of those, because it's, I definitely am almost entirely sure I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm going to say I haven't, because I don't have any memory, and I have a pretty anal memory about movies. Right. Uh, and I don't know why, for some reason, it was never one of those ones where I was like, oh, i got to see that one. But when you mentioned it... I also got excited because I, I definitely want to watch Footloose. Right. I just wanted someone else to like push me towards it. <laughs> I'm glad I could could help you out. Yeah. Yeah. So should we just dive in? I think we should just do dive in. Yeah. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Uh, so we just finished. We did. Uh, wow. That whirlwind. <laughs> What a movie. Uh, I mean, love the how it just starts with that. You know, Of course it starts with the song. Yeah. Just like launching into just a, close, you know, a montage of close-up of feet. Uh, I, I'm going to set the bar and say I think it's the best movie with the worst premise. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> I, was, I actually felt pretty forgiving as I was watching throughout and kind of... Yeah, I wasn't offended by the premise. It just seemed to naturally flow through it. I wasn't they, sure if it was an 80s film, that maybe I was like, ah, that's kind of maybe believable like back then. They just drop it in and leave it. Yeah. And, and it, it's kind of okay. <laughs> but Chris, I mean, well, we're going to spend half an hour just talking about Chris Penn later <laughs> on. <laughs> but he just kind of casually mentioned, they mention it, but then they're filling up at the gas station, he's like, oh, there's a whole bunch of towns at Toledo to Dance. As it, so he totally normalizes it yeah. inside this universe where it made me go, is this really a thing that happened in the Bible Belt? Or it's just a small town thing. We just Maybe it's true. I'm not going to look it up. I'll well, believe you. And they link it because they're like the drinking. Because it wasn't just dancing. It was yeah, like yeah, drinking, yeah. partying, 
to my knowledge, I felt it was like, oh, it was just just dancing. Dancing was, was the gateway drug yes. to all this bad behavior. Yes. Yeah, and it's interesting because I think we're all sitting here and we we, we talked talked about what we were watching because it takes a while before they mention that dancing is illegal in this town. You know, so that amazing scene where they're not even like they're racing on the highway or the road, that back road, and then the preacher's daughter Ariel. Uh, decides to straddle between the two vehicles mm-hmm. with the transport coming the other way. I love that. And for and in my mind, the whole time I'm watching it going, this is, so she dies, yeah. and this is why dancing becomes illegal. And I get that. Yeah. Um, Inciting incident. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. Well, and, I, and of course, because it's like of the cast that we all know, like, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kevin Bacon and Chris Penn, I'm like, I don't know who the hell she is. Mm, so it's like, yeah. she could totally die in the opening yeah. sequence. And I... Believe that, yeah. Um, but then, what? What I really liked because she doesn't. Spoiler. Uh, I assume you've watched this movie if you're listening to this. Uh, but what I really liked was that later on we find out that in a very similar situation, her mm-hmm. brother did die. Yes, and that's what set it off. So it was like backstory. Yeah. yeah, but also made sense to now why she's a kind of like just laughs in the face of death or more challenges death. Maybe I was kind of wondering: is she suicidal? <laughs> She, she's really enjoyed like near death experiences twice. I almost twice. made a comment halfway through. I was like, I'm going to bet she doesn't survive. The <laughs> it wouldn't have survived me if Ariel did yeah. not last this the, movie. The final mm-hmm. dance party is like an homage to her. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. believe you. If someone told me that I'm so curious what the remake does with it. It's terrible that now I want to watch the remake. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of curious, right? Like, I'm sure it's not amazing. No, oh, no, it, it bombed completely at the theaters, yeah. Well, you can't do that premise today. No. Is it the same premise? Yeah. You, you can't. You just can't get away with something that ridiculous. But You kind of buy it knowing it's from the 80s, right? Yes. Like if, if it was set in the present day, you'd be like, oh, come on. Yeah. But it, because it's sort of this sort of quainter thing, you're like, Small okay, town, small America. Town. Yeah, like, I can sort. This actually feels plausible instead of like a fantasy film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was really impressed with how grounded it was. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like John Lithgow's character is fully fleshed out. Yes, you know, and he's if anything, he's more like the mediator between the two groups. Where you expected, based on that opening scene where he's giving a sermon, mm-hmm. that he's going to be the big bad, the big heavy. Yeah. Where he really, it weighed on him, you know, the back and forth. And he wasn't shitty with his daughter when she showed up late. And he, you know, he, it's, I was really kind of, was not expecting how nuanced that character was to be, mm-hmm. given the kind of movie it is. Yeah, I was expecting I more like, like that one dude who is trying to ban all the books uh, you know, right. to be a character like that to be One the note. Yeah. to be the bad guy, or mm-hmm. or like the father character of the the female. So I really liked how nuanced it was. How I mean, Diane Weist can do no wrong. Um, but even like that first scene when he sh- when the Ariel plays the tape, they're at the the restaurant and they're all listening to the music and even say like, "If your dad ever heard this," and he shows up. Yeah, and I honestly expected him to like shut it all l- down, lose yeah. it on on all the kids there. And he didn't, and that's, I had this moment, went, whoa, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, this that's is, what I expected from the 80s, like, you know, tropes. That that yeah, was like, and you've seen him, uh, like, as the preacher, first thing, being all fire and brimstone. Yes. And then it was just like this kind of, it was even, from her perspective, even worse. Because yeah. it's just the, the disappointed parent rather yeah. than the angry parent. Yeah. Right? And he just kind of 
it gives it that look like and that's what was really hurt me mm -hmm. is it was quite potent yeah yeah and that's what really really I'm just gonna move this over um and that's what really kind of impressed me about the movie was that that scene in particular how early on it was where you went oh yeah, because you're expecting that moment. Mm -hmm. and you don't get... Because all he literally says is your mom didn't think any money. But there's... It's all subtext. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the disappointment. You don't need him to give a big speech because she knows how he feels. Mm -hmm. We all know. Like, everyone gets quiet. You could hear a pin drop. Like, yeah. all the radios go off. All the kids are paying attention. And, and you kind of realize the movie knows he doesn't need to freak out because he's already ruined the moment mm -hmm. for them all. Yeah. And that's what was really kind of... I was really surprised. I wasn't super surprised because after I saw we were mentioning when we were talking, the, the Herbert Ross credit came up. Oh. Um, and he's directed some great, I mean, I could look it up, but it's like he's directed um, uh, Played Against Sam, I think. I think he did The Goodbye Girl, the original one with Richard Dreyfus, which um, was 1977. And then he did a movie later on called Boys in the Side. But he's a good director. Mm -hmm. So. You know what? You know, just my expectations of this film, just based on the the premise I knew um, and how ridiculous that is. Yeah. Once I saw his name, I was like, "Oh, I think we're in for something a little bit different than what I had in my head." Right. And so the movie constantly surprised me with how kind of great it was. Yeah, I I was. Yeah, I was like having guilt. I was like, should I be enjoying this film as much as I should be? Going into it, like, knowing what the premise is, like, this is going to be a crappy 80s film. We're going to have a lot to, like, tear apart. And, like, even, like, you know, we'll get into Chris Penn, but, like, that montage went on forever. And I enjoyed the whole... Oh, the it could have went on five minutes. Yeah, I know. It was, it, was, it was beautiful to, like, watch, actually, like, two guys... One, like one guy teach another guy how to dance and like to watch this the, the confidence grow. And, and especially in the 80s, you expect them to make some kind of... You know, homophobic slur about guys dancing, and the only time they really do, they do it once. There's one that comedy. The guy it's calls the pansy. Yeah. What does he say? He, he, says, says, he says, "I thought only assholes call people pansies." <laughs> we all went, yeah. "Oh, it was yeah. great." It's a great, great line, line, and I yeah. can't believe I haven't heard that line quoted before. Yeah. But it was also such, especially for the '80s. You're expecting people to make comments like that. You're expecting kind of a character that, you know, is probably gay, mm -hmm. uh, but everyone mocks in some way. Uh, really, really loved that something like that was in there, and just shut it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then just two guys dancing. It wasn't like even brought up. It was just two guys dancing and having a good time. One guy learning from the other. You know. Yeah, and I thought it was pretty. They're slow dancing. They didn't make fun of. They didn't try to turn that into a joke. The uh, the and I love just that opening. I love that opening uh, in the sermon where because. They do this really great job of just setting up all the characters listening. Mm -hmm. uh, and the relationships and the dynamic of the town yeah. was done really, really well. Um, well, there's some really important scenes that I found were actually really just about listening. Where, you know, like Diane Weiss came, she was in the, the church. And uh, the pastor came and like by the end of it, she was like explaining how she really loves how well he preaches but he's always had a problem with the one-on-one. -on -one. And like these like these characters listen and digest actually what other characters are saying. And then you see it play out in other scenes. And again, when you're saying it's grounded, I was, I was not expecting those layers of the film. 
No. I thought it was going to be very tropes. surface. All tropes. Yeah. That's all I was expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shame on me. <laughs> shame on me. Uh, I don't want to get into it just yet, but you mentioned like reaction shots. Like that first scene with Sean Penn where he's just listening to Kevin Bacon talk. It was brilliant. You too. You said it. He stole the scene. Yeah. yeah get into it. The uh, before we end the Sean Penn, I, I, I want to talk about the the game of chicken using tractors. <laughs> <laughs> that Kevin Bacon only wins because his shoot laces. Yes, stuck he's trying to actually get out of the out of the jar. and he yeah. can't leave. And then they so by default he's seen as like this the winner brave hero, and he never tells anyone. No, <laughs> but we know. I like that the the audience knows that he. But, and I liked Kevin. I mean, Kevin Bacon's character doesn't really have, have an arc at all. No, he, he kind of shows up, and he's, he's already the. Uh, he's already a bit of a badass. The liberal, yeah, yeah. But he stays. Like even the end, I was thinking. You know, the 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 hooligans show up to the dance, and there's a bit of this sort of like showdown fight scene, which felt very <laughs> like. It's like hey, Kevin Bacon just kind of struts out. Hey guys, what's up? Oh, fight, punch, punch, it's over. Not even punch, it's like flying flying chicks into people. It's like not a challenge at all. (laughs) They dispatch these guys in 30 seconds as if they were never there. They're outnumbered. And then it's like, all right, back to the dancing. It's almost like they needed to... uh, And I don't disagree with it, that they needed a moment for him to avenge Ariel for that pretty brutal fight scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where... But what I I will say this as much as you know you know I don't want to see a movie where a girl gets her ass kicked by a guy I like that she threw the first punch and I like how dished out pretty she well. kept she going dished out pretty yeah. well yeah you know not to say that it was justified what he was doing to her but you know he went too far with it but I like that she started it. and I like that they kind of both gave each other as good as they got yeah it wasn't even a slap she punched she gets him right in the yeah. They're both like she's bloody, and we dwell on that. But like the makeup's a bit over the top. But <laughs> yeah, at the end, she's like the teeth and everything. It's like yeah. it yeah. wasn't that brutal. But like he's like punching in the stomach. Like it's 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 terrible. It's brutal, and it's. But I it's don't a, know if it's necessary. Go ahead. But, but, but uh, that's another example of it being a little bit different than you would expect. It's not quite as cliche of like he slaps the girl or he punches the girl, and, and she just like, falls oh, down. And she falls down. I mean, yeah. she does fall down. <clears throat> But it was much scrappier than that. Yeah. And like it was back and forth a bit, and she's trashing his car. Like it was a, it was uglier. It's somewhat justified for what it is, given what she's doing to him, and the, especially in the era of the movie. If anything, like what really impressed me with the sequence was how how much of a badass they make her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is what I liked about that. Uh, and the, so I guess, but it's you know, given the time the movie takes place. You do need a moment where he avenges her. Not that yeah. she needs to be avenged. That girl can can avenge herself. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. What else? I'm so, still smiling though. Chris Penn. Okay, Chris Penn. This is my. Oh, by the way, the other thing too, I did love that that like that tractor uh, chicken. <laughs> that they were doing was to Bonnie Tyler's like I need a hero oh. like the epicness of that and when you, I mean if you pulled out that music and just had that going it would be so slow um, it's, well, it's like it's got the Austin Powers yeah slow it's, like, it's yeah. so yeah. ridiculous yeah uh, and it took a while to realize like because we were wondering it's like is that before they revealed that there's a a, a river there or whatever that is, a stream of some kind, and a hill. 
Like, you didn't really get that set. It took a while. Like, what are the stakes here? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Well, you said it's like, what's going to happen? Like, this is going to stop, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Lock the, horns. Like, they got like, lock and, horns. Like, what's the yeah. danger? No one's going super fast. How yeah. dangerous is this, potentially? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Chris Penn. The rest of this episode he, will be devoted to us. He was to Chris brilliant. Penn. I enjoyed this, him. It might be my season. favorite Chris Penn movie. Yeah. Uh, first of all, built like a brick shit house. <laughs> Yo, that is not the Chris Penn I remember. No, I think all. like nice guy Eddie when I think of Chris Penn in, in like a leisure, not a leisure suit, but a tracksuit and uh, built like a well. He was first introduced in that awesome cowboy hat, and it's not, and he's in profile. It's not until we got into the close up. We all went, <gasps> Chris Penn. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because we saw it in the credits. But I think it's Christopher Penn in the Christopher in the, Penn. Christopher yes, credits. Penn, yes. Yeah. Uh, he's just so goddamn delightful. Yeah. Like, I grew up in a small town, so I know that character. And right. He nails it. Yeah. Um, He's pretty lovable. Like, But you're, at first, well, I love how they're introduced, too, because at first you're like, oh, this type of asshole. He's yeah. the bully. Or, and then they become yeah. best friends in five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Really, but there's really even, quick. like, a really nuanced moment where, like, Kevin Bacon's building him up with this story, and then he's like, didn't really, and he's like, no, it didn't happen. And I like, I don't know what it was about that shot, but he like encapsulated so many different emotions. He was kind of embarrassed at himself and dis- like, but kind of impressed. And and that was all like after all these reaction shots that we watched. It was he was wonderful. Chris Penn's really phenomenal in this film. Yeah, he's like that dancing sequence with him. I would when 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 that moment in the movie where, he, where he's like, I can't dance. Mm. I was like, of course, Chris Penn can't dance. You know, again, shame on me. Shame on me. <laughs> because when Chris Penn starts dancing... Little did you know, yeah. He dances. Yeah. And that bit at the end, that one shot, where he, at the dance, he where he's great. just going on... Yeah. He's phenomenal. Yeah. You know? He beats anything that Kevin Spacey's dance double's doing. Which is really Bacon, just yeah. gymnastics. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I had seen, like, that sequence before. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing, like, these shots... Of like the the spins. Oh, when he's in the, in the factory or in the factory, factory yeah. yeah, dancing around. That but was more not... gymnastics than dancing. Yeah, to be fair. yes. I was thinking that too. It's like this isn't really illegal. Well, there was the sea story of him getting off the gymnastics team <laughs> that which, we never saw which him came on. out of nowhere. No, we saw him doing that <laughs> practicing like just in the off hours, and then all of a sudden he's like, "I kicked off the team." I was like, "What team were you on?" Yeah. I don't also quickly like, get. We cut to that scene where he was, I think, in detention. And the guy tried to offer him a joint, and suddenly that teacher rushed into the room, and he threw the joint down the toilet, and he was like, I would never have thrown a joint down the toilet. I, like, I didn't understand what was happening in that sequence. I feel like there's a number of scenes that have been removed from the film <laughs> yeah. that, that, that give us some more insight into these moments. Yeah. Mm. Where like, suddenly he got attacked by those guys and thrown into the telephone booth, and then that other guy saved him. I was like... Who who are these guys? I don't understand why they're attacking. Anyways, well, every now and then it felt. I mean, that's one. That's the that's the weakest or parts of the movies where every now and then I think they had to show that the town was scared of him or against him. Sure, it's yeah. like when they throw the brick into the kids' oh, bedroom. Was, yeah, that was horrific. And the screaming, the screeching oh. of the kids. Yeah. Oh well, that's fair. I mean, no, it's fair, but it's like it's intense. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting one of those kids to sit up with a bloody head. I and I'm like, oh, <laughs> too far. And I'm so glad that, yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, this is not the movie I'm watching right now where a kid gets, wakes yeah. up to a brick to the head. Well, we so, just did have a woman get beat up, so maybe, you know. At the same time, I would have been like, maybe this is the movie that this is going to turn into. In which case, Ariel is not surviving. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to have a, 
She's someone's not going to jump in front of the train for her. And I really enjoyed like the arc of the pastor, John Lithgow. Like, I mean, we're talking about, you know, Laird, like to have him and his wife in the back and forth. And then that I thought really touching moment at the end where they're watching the dance. They're watching and they have their little dance, you know, and she's, yeah, you know, I thought that was a really beautiful arc to to see that all play out. It's almost more his movie in a way. Like John Lithgow? John Lithgow is the character with the big arc in it. Oh, he's really, yeah. And and so it's like, it's pitched as this, it's kind of the teenagers and Kevin Bacon's our hero, but like, he's the meat of the, of the story, really, his character. He's the character that changes the most, or at least learns the most. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, it starts with him. Yeah. Two in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. It kind of it doesn't quite end with him, but it more or less ends with him in the field. I I would happily uh, take that argument that it's his movie. Yeah, I guess my my disappointment is now you mention it is that Kevin Bacon didn't have an arc like in those movies, especially like nowadays when you have like you know urban and rural not really seeing eye to eye necessarily, especially in like the United States to have the movie like that where he teaches the town. It would have been really nice to see him learn something from the town. town as well. Agreed. Yeah. Because especially even even like his family moments that he had with like his uncle and his aunt, um, it would have been nice to see like them in part something that he has an appreciation for having now moved to this town, as opposed to changing it to be what he wants it to be. Like now he would learn the benefits of line dancing. <laughs> I gotta say, for a group, for a town full of teenagers, they said these bands have been in effect for like five years. Yeah, those kids oh can dance. They're all high school kids, which means they've never danced <laughs> as teenagers, right? And so aside or from in private and secret, yeah, that so one kid, impressive skills. Oh, that one kid in particular, pop, yeah, oh, blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, that and the glitter budget for that final. <laughs> we sequence. were talking about that. Yeah, that was insane. There's a lot of glitter going on yeah. in the sequence. And it's the 80s, so it's all practical. Oh, yeah. They didn't add that in CG. No. And just having that, it was like a, it was like a snow globe that was constantly being shaken. That we were inside right. of. You needed the cutaway to the guy that was like, oh, snowing my snowing of glitter. Yeah. So whatever they're doing to upcycle that into the atmosphere. and keep you it. the resets on that scene? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the don't shoot the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to slip in it. Uh... Yeah, like I liked, I liked that Kevin Bacon wasn't like the typical dude either. I liked that he wasn't like trying to chase the girl and win the girl. I love that kind of running bit about when are you gonna kiss me? Right. And he's like yeah, one day. Cute. And he's like one day. And I liked when he did it because she just gotten her face punched in. <laughs> but what was that guy's name? Oh, Chuck. I don't, was it Chuck? Chuck, Chuck sounds. That right. sounds pretty. Yeah, he he looked pretty. Chuck-ish. He looked like a Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a movie. And the music is amazing. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I feel especially in the 80s, like, I have so many vivid memories of scenes because of music. Oh, yeah. And just to have seen this, now I get it. Like, A, I enjoyed Footloose. Like, I'll just say it. But B, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But B, like, when you see the music, it's like, oh, yeah, this is like one of those movies in the 80s where people definitely were, like, of course that Kenny Loggins song was huge. They played it three times and, like... It was oh, and Kenny Loggins got probably the biggest font <laughs> in the credits, credits. Of, anyone. Yeah. of anyone, including Kevin Bacon. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, very much so. Yeah, as as he should have. Yes. Um, and did it say that this song was written for the movie? You said yeah, it original. Said it had original music, and it listed a few songs, and then additional songs. Right. So that was written for like there was like five or six songs. That I think were written for I Need a Hero was written for the movie too. Then wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't that in that list? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, 
I wonder if any of them... And another Kane Loggins song as well, the Heaven Helps the Man. Or the I'm not going to look it up, but I'd like to believe in my heart of hearts that Footloose was nominated for Best Original Song that year. I'd like to think so, too. I'm not going to look it up because I don't want to be disheartened. Yeah. I just want to believe... Let's just believe it got nominated and it won that year, actually, I think is what happened. There we go. It was the 80s. Worst things could have happened. <laughs> In this era of fake news, etc., we can make up our own facts. Yes. It's very... Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the so face. Just so everyone knows. Yeah. What was it? Did it come out in 84? That sounds right. Yeah, I but 84. So in 1984 up. Academy Award for... I feel like... Was that the Amadeus year? Oh, yes, that was... it was. Oh, maybe... Shit. No, no, it still one. beat Amadeus. It beat Amadeus. There's no goddamn way there's there original was no music. original song in Amadeus. No, right? it was it's all score. Yes. Or, Someone or, wrote a new Mozart piece yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go against Footloose. Oh. Also, the badass, like, for all the tender moments with the tender music, yeah. but there was always that strain of, like, power guitar in the background. Oh, especially when he gives the right? speech. With the speech. Yeah, yeah, we all yeah, yeah, react to that. It's like the full yeah. house music. But with the twangy rock guitar yeah. through line. That's a, that was actually a really interesting moment where they didn't show that council decision. Because I said, what happened? And you were like, oh, they're just going to talk about the aftermath. And I just expected, as an agent... You guys they both got really upset. We did. We, we, yeah. I wanted to hear him slam the gavel down on you know, and say, no. Um, I think you needed to end on... Story-wise, because they said no, you needed to end on the high note of Kevin Bacon's speech. That makes sense. Um, although, yeah, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't have shown the vote, other than pacing. Get to the, we already have in the next scene, which lets us know that it's gonna, it's not going through. Mm-hmm. But sort of like that's an example of it. There was a lot of some, maybe some stuff was a bit confusing, but there seemed to be a lot more things that happened off camera than I would expect, or that I expected mm-hmm. a clearer, more as we've said, like a more straightforward film. But like even the fact that he's sort of like, I'm playing this dance. And then you just kind of get the sense that everybody in the town knows about the dance and all the parents know about it. Yeah. But it's all happened off camera mm-hmm. and the results of the thing. Ha- so it was an interesting... It's a more sophisticated movie than I think you're expecting going into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That said, I my one disappointment with it, or one of my disappointments with it anyway, is, is uh, the setup for this illegal, uh, illegal dancing that it just casually mentioned in the cafeteria and they bring it up there. I would have loved to have just got some more context before that in the mm. town, just seeing someone being pulled over. Or so I think that could have been handled better. It's actually interesting too because they did have that one scene where he got pulled over by the cops. And they take his tape. And, yeah, and we never saw cops ever again. Yeah, exactly. We'll just set up, just set up more of a context for this town. Mm. Uh, I would have loved it one extra beat in the opening just for of that somehow or somewhere other than just it just felt really expositional and it felt like it came nice. out of it came out of nowhere uh, but mm. yeah but that said it's like that's kind of what you expect from a movie from this time era um, but only because the movie was so strong in other regards mm-hmm. I was just a little let down that that's how they they did it there but right. yeah I'm shocked. Oh, I'm shocked by yeah. how good that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I, I am. I am gonna watch the remake. I'm totally gonna watch it because I just want to see like what, how they butchered and massacred the film. I'm gonna read the Wikipedia synopsis. Okay, <laughs> and uh, for sure I'm gonna do that. Okay, and then I'm gonna decide. I'm gonna watch the trailer for sure. 
It's, um, uh, yeah, I know. Who's in the remake? Do we know? I feel like they got one of, like, the CW. The guys, <laughs> no, from, like, one of the, da- like, the reality dance shows. Oh, okay. Like uh, the, and they both are on here? I think that's what they did, yeah. There was a substantially less amount of dancing than you were expecting. Yeah, well, well, the first dance sequence was when he went to the um, the factory and danced. Because I, I had said that we too. all we were all a little disappointed yeah. with the lack of dancing. Yeah, although to be fair, they're not supposed to be dancing. True, but it would have been nice to see Kevin Bacon, like even just doing little things on his own, just to get a sense of this outside of the story he tells Chris Penn to get a sense that he's a dancer. Yeah. In his own right. Even to the, and even to like, to the women, because the first time they find out that he dances, she happens to show up at that factory. Well, that's how it should have been done. It should have been him dancing and someone stops and was like, hey, dude, you can't fucking dance here. Are yeah. you crazy? Yeah. Don't you know the town law? <laughs> yeah. And then bring it up that way because he's dancing. Right. Yeah. Especially set up, established that he's a great dancer. It's the one thing he's got in this town where he can do nothing and they're taking that away from him. Mm-hmm. I still don't actually understand why he moved to that town. Can anyone enlighten me about that? There's a weird thing with his uncle. I just uh, assumed. Makes an off remark about how it I, It almost felt like, I think his dad had run away. His dad left. His I dad left, that, so maybe they didn't have any money and they were there for support. But you also got the sense that maybe he'd been in trouble in the city. Mm. And there's there, that one look between him and the mom. That maybe they're getting a fresh start here. Yeah. But no, they sure don't set that up well. Yeah. You don't get a strong... But I'm also... I mean, I'm not terribly bothered by it. It was, you know... But we're being nitpicky here now, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was really... I think, like... I think... I was not expecting to enjoy that legitimately, as opposed to ironically. I was yes. expecting to enjoy it ironically. Yeah. And as, like, a real time capsule of the 80s. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that movie stands up. You know, has a picture of the eighties. It totally stands up. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. as fun as any dance movie should be. I feel <laughs> like because, like, honestly, even during the dancing, I was smiling the whole time at just how much fun they were having on screen. Mm-hmm. You know, and Kevin Bacon could move. I didn't know that. I mean, sure, there was definitely some gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. There was some stunt doubles. But he could still... He's doing a lot of that. He could still do... I'm still, move. still far more impressed by Chris Penn. <laughs> yeah. That, I think you know, we all are, yes. Because I think Kevin Bacon, I expected that. Right. I did not expect that out of Chris Penn right. whatsoever. And I'm so disappointed that we don't have more of those kind of things from Chris Penn. I want to I believe that at one point there was, someone was sitting around whatever studio made this... Was it Columbia made this movie? It I was think? Columbia, yeah. Going... Spinoff. With Pen. 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 <laughs> Willard leaves town. Goes, yeah. <laughs> Willard goes like, to the big town. Yeah. It's called Willard's Loose. Yes. Willard goes to New York. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch that. And he's got, it's, a, it's a midnight cowboy type. Yeah. <laughs> he's still got the hat. Yeah. It's a hybrid. Uh, I don't watch that movie. Yeah. It's really great. Really, really It's great. also rare for me to like go back to the 80s. When someone says, hey, watch a film, and I'll go back and really enjoy it. Because I still find, like, the 80s, there's some that still hold up, but a lot of them don't. No. It, Super it, dated. It's interesting, um, the DP I'm, I'm working with on my, my 
movie I'm about to shoot and I were like I think this movie is going to feel like an 80s movie mm. we were talking about it and then I started rewatching a bunch of 80 movies and walked away going I don't think I'm going to agree with that anymore <laughs> I think <laughs> well the movie is very much the kind of movie that doesn't get made anymore right so it's, mm-hmm. it harkens back to uh, the uh, the kind of movies we grew up with mm. but aesthetically I don't think it fits uh, but it, but I didn't I sure enjoyed rewatching a lot of 80s movies to make sure I was wrong yeah uh, and, and there's still a bunch more I'm going to watch just to make sure. Right. That looked 80s. I mean, the film stock and everything. It looked pretty... Yeah. You, oh, uh, everything. Sound. And the sound. The ADR. What was that line that we picked up? <laughs> I don't know. The, anyways. The oh, AD, the ADR. The ADR was pretty... There's some bad ADR. Or was like, I sure like to go dancing or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, but in, like this, the soundtrack, the way score is used mm-hmm. is, uh, um, is, is very, very 80s. But not in a way that feels cliched or, or something. I don't know. It was just something that didn't bother me about any of that. I, just, I was just really, really into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think it's just the, it was the ground and the nuance of the characters. And they didn't feel like the tropes you're expecting in a movie like this. Because it sets up. Because all of it sets it up. is like Preacher's Daughter. Bad boy. Yeah. You know, all these things that they set up. But then they, there's this other layer to them that. Is, is refreshing and new that, yeah, great job movie. Which is interesting to say that, that you describe it as refreshing and new, and it's a film from 1984. Yeah. And we're watching it and still perceiving it as like, oh, that's a fresh take, or that's an interesting take on that trope or that character. Yeah, because I think we walked in with very specific expectations mm-hmm. of the kind of movie this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also it's like we're, we all grew up in this era of movie making too, so I think we were very well versed in it. And know the kind of movies that existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's not uncommon for a lot of those movies to be really popular too, you know. And people give them a pass despite right. their their cliches or tropes or flaws and that kind of stuff. Well, and especially like you know, growing up in the eighties, we watched films when we were much younger, so we have these fond memories of what they were and didn't necessarily pick up on all the terrible elements. And sometimes I decide not to go back and watch them. Like I'm just going to remember that film. As it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's, I have a couple like that where I'm like, I don't want to watch it and find out it was terrible. <laughs> um, I don't know why I never watched this movie. Because I watched the hell out of Dirty Dancing a lot because my sister was obsessed with it. Honestly, I feel like I just grew I was like, I had no interest in watching a movie when I heard it was about dancing. It's kind of like, eh. And I mean, I... <laughs> yeah, same. We, we both love Go... We, we go dancing a lot, so we, we enjoy, you know, like the underground dance scene quite a bit. So that was also like when I was thinking, I was like, man, why, how have I not seen Footloose? Um, but was this, as you said, expecting to be talking about this and how ironic it was as opposed to actually how enjoyable it was. How cheesy it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. If you haven't seen Footloose, people. See it. I'm telling you. a favor. The original. Check out the original. Yes. Yeah. What a charming movie. Yeah, any, any final thoughts? Any? So you're, no, you're, just, all, you're out to watch the remake? I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised, and I, yeah, I'm going to watch the remake just to see how they butchered it, and just maybe compare notes. I'll send you a message. I'll see how, I'll see how it holds up. How it holds up. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, it was really fun. I think, uh, I don't know that I'm going to watch the remake, <laughs> but it has given me thought to like go back and revisit some other films, like, oh, I've never got around to seeing that, or I've, dis- I've written that off. Uh, the trilogy, Flashdance and Dirty Dancing. Yeah, maybe I should give them a look. 
it's 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 giving me a new perspective on on some of those old eighties <laughs> films for sure. Yeah, yeah. New perspective, yeah. Well, that's the whole point. Go back and watch old movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you for having us on. Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, thank you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to Thanks for joining us for Footloose. If you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word about it. You can find me on Twitter, at Lalon Jeremy. You can go to Facebook for Black Hole Films. Leave a review there, or an Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to this thing. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby.